Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The following program contains topics particular to the LGBTQ plus community. Some discussions may contain mature themes. As such, listener discretion is advised. This is Pride Connection, sponsored by BlindLGBTPride.org, otherwise known as BPI, every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. on ACB Media One, and shortly after on all your major podcast catchers. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Pride Connection. My name is Byron Lee, and uh, I'm going to keep my introduction short and sweet. Uh, tonight's show is a recording of our Candidates Forum, which was on November 5th, 2022. We have four roles that are up for election this year, President, Vice President, Treasurer, and Secretary. We have three of the candidates that are running this year um, at our Candidates Forum. That would be Leah Gardner, who is running for President, um, Anthony Corona, who is voting for Vice President, and Maria Christic, who is running for Treasurer. Uh, the fourth role of Secretary is not on the ballot because uh, we had no letters of intention this year for Secretary. And so we are really hoping that somebody will uh, nominate themselves or be nominated uh, during our business meeting on November 13th. So I'm going to go ahead and step aside and let our uh, esteemed MC Vita take over. And she is going to ask some hard hitting questions of our candidates. Take it away, Vita. All right, let's do just a quick one minute introduction. Uh, Leah. Hey, everybody. Um, so I am Leah Gardner. I have been involved with BPI since 1999, um, when it was not an affiliate recognized by the American Council of the Blind yet. Um, so I am really quite familiar with the history of this organization. And um, I really would like to bring all that knowledge to bear um, as president of this affiliate. Definitely in the past few years under, under Gabe's leadership, we have, we have grown in just leaps and strides and we are healthier and I think more robust than we ever have been. And I really wanna keep that uh, momentum going in, in that same direction. Um, I hadn't been involved for a while. And then in 2019, I um, was at a, a business meeting and the organization was in really dire shape at that point. And I'm really proud of the work that everybody has done to uh, bring us to where we are today. So I am um, really excited uh, to, to keep that, that push going to become even bigger and better. Hey, thank you, Leah. Um, Chris, can you do 
time? I certainly can. Okay, Anthony, who is running for vice president. Maybe a 10 second warning for me, that would be great. Um, All right, so I'm Anthony Corona from Miami, Florida, you know, once from New York. Um, I actually wanted to start out my introduction by saying that someone contacted me after the letters of intent came out. And um, in their opinion, my letter of intent came across as arrogant. And I don't think personally that it did. Um, It's no secret that I came onto the board as a replacement for the secretary at the time who had resigned. And like Leah just said, you know, at the time the organization was in shambles and we weren't really sure that there was going to be much of an organization to hold on to. Um, You know, besides all of the energy and enthusiasm that I think the four of us as, you know, the executive officers along with the board at that time, a renewed board, and then a renewed board yet yet again. Um, I also think that the membership itself really drove BPI to to where it is now. Um, In my letter of intent, I did list, you know, some major accomplishments that I think I added to BPI. And and I feel that at this point, um, Lee and I have worked really well together, and I think we would work well together in new roles. So thank you. All right. Thank you, Anthony. And running for treasurer again, Maria Christie. All right. And yeah, Chris, if you could kindly give me a 10 second warning too, that'd be great. All right. So hi, everyone. I'm Maria Christich and I'm running um, for a third full term as treasurer. Uh, I've been involved in BPI since uh, 2017. I'm a recent, fairly recent uh, addition to the ACB. I've been a member overall since 2016. And um, I joined as treasurer in 2018, in mid-2018, uh, when, as, as you've heard from others, the organization was in a, a very different financial position. So um, I have uh, successfully reapplied for BPI's tax-exempt status. Um, I have been keeping uh, accurate financial reports, uh, ensuring you know timely disbursements of our, our payments and making reimbursements. And um, we have... Absolutely, with the, the great work of uh, everyone else on, on this board have really um, brought the organization to a much stronger position. I'm a financial analyst with a public authority in New York State. I'm also treasurer for a couple of other ACB affiliates. And so I, uh, I think I have the knowledge and, you know, also seconds. enthusiasm to um, and would love the opportunity to continue to work with this uh, great group of people. Thanks. Here's our first question. How do you plan to get more people involved in the leadership of BPI so that we can continue to build a strong board, effective committees, and more people to help with our important work? So I will start with Leah. You know, I think that when the uh, coronavirus Um, struck and a lot more people were at home and they were um, looking for ways to occupy their time. I think BPI, (laughs) I mean, I think we really kind of thrived during that point because we developed a lot of different um, community phone calls. I think that our um, 
WhatsApp after party group was extremely active and a lot more people joined the organization. I think now that we are seeing people returning, you know, to some semblance of um, quote unquote normalcy, it's become more of a struggle, I, I think, to really get people involved um, in, in BPI because people's lives are, are busy and hectic. So I think one thing we really, what we really need to do in order to sort of encourage people to engage again is we, need, we did a survey about a year ago that a lot of people participated in, in terms of what they would be interested in, um, in doing. I think I would really sit down and take a deep look into that survey, uh, see kind of what came to the top of people's interest levels and try to, um, try to address that. I think try to hold some events on the weekends, particularly that might sort of encourage people to be part of um, the, the group again and feel as if they are included. I think also it's important to do a lot more outreach. You know, we're an international organization. I think we need to do some more outreach to other GLBTQ plus groups in other countries. And I also think that we need to underline, we need to underline our outreach to diverse populations so that everybody feels included. Thank you, Leah. Um, Maria. All right. Um, so, uh, you know, definitely as with <laughs> so many, uh, you know, organizations uh, and that, you know, includes affiliates and ACB, it really is um, a struggle as, as Leah alluded to, to get people to join because, you know, there's so many other things now that people could be doing the, the social media and um, other, you know, in-person activities within their community and such. In terms of identifying skills, you know, in, in ACB Next Generation, um, for a while, uh, the, the president had, we had this uh, fireside chat, if you will, initiative, and for just kind of more casual, getting to know you kind of events with members, but they also served as kind of ways to scout out um, people's backgrounds and skill levels and to be able to kind of think about where we, where they might be good fits. Um, within the organization, and I, I, I think something like that would be um, useful. And um, in terms of de definitely echoing the outreach, you know, one thing that thought that occurred to me, um, you know, as someone who identifies as um, you know asexual and aromantic, and that's a place with a several members where we have been able to do some outreach um, mm -hmm. to to the uh, ace for example, the, the ACE con, a couple of our members participated. And so I think with increasing awareness, um, 10 seconds. Oh, thank you. Um, with, with increasing awareness and, and just also, um, you know, outreach on our, our different channels that we already have and providing kind of examples of how people can serve, not just a generic come serve as a committee on a committee, but here's what, you know, here's the thing you might be able to do. Um, so first and foremost, um, I agree and disagree with Leah. Uh, I think that we need to actually re redo the survey because it was during the heart of pandemic. And I think at this point, there might be a different answers that we get. So I would love to redo that survey. Mm -hmm. um, secondly, I think we're in the process of a few things that will definitely help along the way. And we're going to expand upon them. We have 
uh, migrated our website to a .gay domain. Um, and with that will come a lot of new content. Uh, we're gonna marry part connection with the website so that you know we're getting cross-pollination. And of course, we're gonna build a welcome packet, which will also include giveaways. One of the big things that I've been pushing for um, you know, since I got on the board was that we get presence at our local pride celebrations and other, you know, reaching out to LGBTQ centers, et cetera, et cetera. So once we have a brochure, an updated website, I think that's going to bring more presence to BPI. Once that's accomplished, I would like to propose to the board that each board member identify someone within a period of time. I don't know what the length of that'll be at this point, but identify someone or multiple someones that they will mentor as though they're about to be board members, as though they're about to be part of leadership. And I would ask that the committee chairpersons um, also mentor someone who can take you know, a significant amount of the responsibility off that person, you know, at this point, Byron is basically running Pride Connection. He needs support. So we need to identify someone to mentor with Byron so that a lot of that um, pressure seconds. is not completely on his. And I think once we implement all of these into place, we'll start to see a lot more engagement in leadership type activities. There are many blind and visually impaired people in the LGBTQIA plus family, yet we are a fraction of them. What ideas do you have to reach out to individuals who are not in BPI or ACB? So we will start this time with uh, Maria. All right. Um so yeah, I think that the uh, the keyword again here is outreach. As I, I think we did all allude to a bit. Um, you know, uh, the first thing that kind of came to my mind is this fact of when people, uh, you know, lose their uh, sight, as as many do later in life, and that's how they come to blindness. Um, there isn't any you know information about resources and so um i think getting our name out there into the uh, lgbtqia plus organizations as a potential resource as something that someone can be handed to um you know even i mean acb you know more broadly but then you know mentioning that there are all of the that there are these different special interest affiliates such as and you know perhaps mentioning uh, BPI in some kind of a, you know, resource list that we can, and, and I think, you know, so much of this is, is grassroots at the community level, you know, give to our doctor's offices, for example, when someone says, okay, you, you know, you're diagnosed with such and such, it's not just, oh, goodbye, and I know nothing, you know, it's here, are these places where you can go for next steps, and because I think a lot of it is the, um, the lack of awareness, and then it's, you know, us being out and about as well uh, in our communities, um, if there's a local, you know, pride festival, um, we've talked about, for example, having uh, some kind of you know, business cards moving forward with QR codes that go to our website, things like that, that again, if we can make, you know, personal connections with um, folks, I Consent. know that, thanks, I know that there was a, a, an effort potentially before to exhibit at a pride festival. So, you know, something like that as well, in terms of just getting out there and um, spreading awareness. So those are a couple of ideas for outreach. Thank you, Maria. Anthony. 
So <clears throat> I said a couple of things in my last answer that would carry over here. Um, one thing that I'm, I'm strident that we need to do is form a, a welcome committee. Um, but I think along with the welcome committee, I think we need a subcommittee of, of that that will reach out to our current members. And part of that, you know, welcome pack, you know, that welcome to BPI should also be what other groups do you belong to? You know, who are your friends? And once we have that, that welcome brochure or page of the website with a QR code, et cetera, you know, and maybe even giveaways, you know, hey, you know, let's set up a meeting. Can you invite five friends? Um, you know, it'll be an open Zoom room. Let's talk about what BPI is. You know, who are the leaders of groups that, that you know, other groups that you're involved in? Can we, you know, can we leverage what's already out there with who's coming to BPI and or who already is in BPI? I think, you know, we've exhausted our parent organization for the most part, but I do think we need to continue making, you know, making an effort to have at least a monthly outreach community call of some sort so that, you know, those new members that come into ACB who may not be, you know, told about BPI in their first interactions will see and hear that we're here. I also think that the other organization offers us an opportunity. They've shot down again the, you know, the, the possibility of the LGBTQ group there being something certified. So I think if we reach out to members who are trying to make that happen, you know, and ask them to come and experience BPI, that may bring, you know, some focus as well. Um, I love Maria's idea because I do think we need to get into the centers and you know, other LGBTQ outreach, especially the IA, the transgender, you know, we seem to have a great representation of the L and the G. Um, we need to work on the T and the other letters. I don't know what the stats are off the top of my head, but um, a lot of visually impaired people are not connected with either major blindness consumer organization, you know, either NFB or ACB. And I think that there are a lot of people that feel disconnected. They don't feel like either organization really represents um, any of the concerns that they have. Um, so I, I think that is a major way to conduct some outreach in terms of trying to find those people that, um, you know, maybe want an organization to belong to. Um, but are just not affiliated and aren't, they're not getting our newsletters. They're not, they're not getting, um, any type of, um, material that we send out. And I think part of that is, is trying to gauge particularly with, uh, Gen Y and Gen Z, what are, what is that population? What do they care about? What are they interested in? What kind of media? do they use? I think one thing is, is, um, is podcasts. The, the, uh, our younger generations now love podcasts. And I think really, um, you know, targeting um, the uh, Pride Connection podcast to that generation and trying to find topics that, that would be of interest and, and really marketing that. I think that pride connection needs to be revamped in a lot of ways. I think to be a little glossier, I think to, to kind of serve more people so that somebody in one, so that somebody would say, Hey, I want to, I want to be part of this organization. They're doing some really cool stuff. Um, 
I think that we've got to find the keys to reaching out to Gen Y and Gen Z. Very good point. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. All right. Throughout the years, BPI has had to defend their position within activities that the affiliate has chosen to conduct um, and with various forms of discrimination slash prejudice from within our own parent organization. What ideas do you have for providing additional education specifically to combat homophobia within ACB? So I will start with Anthony. All right. Well, um, I think the record speaks for itself. Um, I have defended, I have walked the line where I've had to, um, you know, balance national interests with BPI, et cetera, et cetera. But I have never thrown BPI under the bus. Um, I've stood ground. I, I think that we've done a lot of education to the parent organization. Um, I don't think that we're, we should ever stop doing education, but I think, you know, we've really put ourselves out there. And where we see something, we should say something. But I think we're kind of done with trying to make the parent organization recognize, et cetera, et cetera. When they step up and do something that's not cool, we'll call them out on it. And we'll continue to offer, especially as we enfold more of the, the letters that we don't have much presence. You know, we're doing great with asexuality, but we don't really have a, a transgender presence. We don't have you know, other of our, of our rainbow colors represented it too much in BPI. And when we do, we'll present that to the parent organization. But I, I really think we've done a good enough job at this point educating, and we just need to build upon that. But I, I don't think that there's anything more we need to do until we've got more representation within our organization. And I kind of feel like, you know, our house is three quarters of the way in order. Once we get that full house in order, we can look at, is there anything else we could do to help the parent organization understand? But we do have to understand, we're not going to move the needle on a lot of what the parent organization is. It is what it is. And as long as we stand our ground and we stand proud and we don't let them stop us, we just continue to do what we've been doing. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you. Leah. You know, I remember right after um, this organization became an affiliate, we definitely <laughs> endured a tremendous amount of um, backlash. I, I, I think it was in uh, 2001, there was a state affiliate that wanted to revoke our um, affiliate charter. So we've gone through a lot of times where we had to try to justify our own existence and presence within ACB. Um, we did a lot, uh, there was a lot of work done a number of years ago to make sure that every state that ACB has an annual convention in has a um, anti-GLBTQ uh, harassment clause. Um you know, I, that was a really strong push from BPI to make that happen. I think at this point that I fear that things are going to become very difficult, particularly in this in this country. I think GLBTQ plus um, 
equality is going to come under a lot of pressure. And we need to remain strong. We need to stay here. We need to make sure that we continue uh, being as as loud and vocal as we have been within the organization. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we need to our, our biggest effort is to continue education, but we've got to be strong and we have to be united in our response to mm-hmm. any uh, anti um, to any, a, a, anti GLBTQ plus rhetoric. Right. Oh, I feel like we could all start to preach. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maria, thoughts? All right. Um, yeah, you know, just in my, I, I guess, you know, being relatively a newer member too, it's, you know, I've definitely seen some of this, um, you know, some responses to, you know, whether it's our pride connection episodes, for example, or in, you know, more casual conversations and the like. And, um, you know, I think uh, we, we have definitely made some you know, we've made lots of inroads. The first thing that came to my mind was like that community call on the pronouns. I feel like the EPI really started that conversation um, within ACB. Um, I think, you know, part of this is realizing that just like with blindness and how what's that expression of like, you're going to have, you know, 10 people who get it right away and 10 who don't and the rest are in the middle. I don't know if those are the numbers exactly, but that's the my point being. Um, we do have to recognize, unfortunately, that there are some people that just no matter what we do, um, we aren't going to move them. And so kind of have to focus um, our efforts in uh, those who we can change. I do think some of it is uh in terms of where there's room for some change a lot of it is just this like fear of the unknown and um i think by being ourselves and being out there and um you know allowing people to get to know that we're just you know we're regular people (laughs) and this is you know just a part of uh our our experience just like you know um heterosexuality is part of theirs um I think that helps with with some people. Um, But yeah, just in terms of the the climate um, on a macro level, I do think that, you know, we will just have to stand our ground and make sure that we uh, continue to be present and, you know, kind of just focus on doing the best that we can in that. And, you know, the, the outcome, you know, we can't control the outcome. We can do our best to, to influence it, but, you know, in the end we can't, you know, determine what the outcome is. So I think just continue to be strong and um, continuing to do our best in, in all that we are uh, doing. Thank you, Maria. All right. Um, next question. What one activity whether already in progress or new to BPI, would you like to see significant progress in the next two years? And how do you plan to encourage slash support its growth? So yeah, we'll start with Leah. Um, I think that there's a lot that we could do in terms of trying to find an, some type of activity, whether it be a maybe a movie night every month or whether it be a book club, uh, something that will get people in BPI to want to interact with each other 
and, and learn about each other on a regular basis. You know, I think everyone has busy lives and it's hard to get people interested in being part of something um, on a consistent basis. I know that the, the clubhouse that uh, a number of people started um, has a small group um, on Friday nights. But I think one of the issues is that um, a lot of people are they're <laughs> the same thing. I think they're occupied. I think they don't they don't necessarily want to come and just talk. I think that having a specific theme to talk about or a movie to in, enjoy together um, would give people a realm where they can feel some sense of community and maybe they can, you know, sort of talk and bond after that. But I think we need to find some sort of uniting um, community um, activity. And that's what I'd be looking at. I think possibly maybe a game night every month mm. or so, whether it's Cards mm-hmm. Against Humanity, Apples Apples. We've been talking a lot about games on the uh, WhatsApp after party lately. So we've got to find something that a lot of people want to participate in and run with it. Okay, Maria? All right. Um, well, so um, just to, cl- so I guess um, from an activity perspective, if we're kind of talking about uh, just to understand your question, so you're talking more about like external activities <laughs> involve uh, some kind of membership related activities, correct? Or is that okay? Um, so, well, in terms of yeah, I mean, I I'm also thinking of um, you know we have like a presence at uh, conventions and we have you know the fall. Um, social networking events, as we call them, and I know that definitely brings people together. And um, I, I can't help but think, for example, it uh, kind of continuing the theme of some kind of connection or having some kind of presence or statement um, throughout the year. So now the DC leadership meetings even are going to have that. There's going to be a virtual portion, but then there's also going to be an in-person portion. And um, I know that that in, in-person portion uh is going to have some kind of you know networking aspect to it in terms of people going to different restaurants and such so um I do wonder if there is some kind of scope for BPI to have you know presence at that as well you know I think um like in 2019 when I came as part of there was a scholarship uh that JP Morgan and Chase did that year for the uh, like a next generation type thing and so we did have like a next generation you know dinner in that and so um I think that is another place another uh event that we can um become connected with um just I guess activities on a broader scope which is my initial thought with this question um you know definitely the the website uh revamp I'm you know part of that team and supporting that as treasure. And I do think that that will um, help us and help to promote that impression that we are vibrant and um, and active uh, as we are. And, you know, financially we've received those kind donations from uh, the the uh, Phoenix the P flag. And, you know, I think that's definitely something that we will be exploring as well in terms of, you know, how, what we can best, you know, do with that in terms of just an investment policy and thinking in general. Okay, thank you. Okay, and Anthony. 
All right, so I, I just want to take a second to go back to that last question and just remind everyone that when our parent organization wanted to include demographics for um, ethnicity, we rallied hard and succeeded in also getting your preferred pronoun as a demographic. Um, as far as this question is concerned, I have a lot of ideas. I won't be able to uh, cram them into two minutes. And Gabriel often tells me, please, no more ideas, baby, at least for a month. But um, I think doing things like opening up a clubhouse around the premiere of our Pride Connection episodes, especially when we have outside speakers, you know, we had Rosemary Whelan, the first transgender congressperson, uh, you know, and all, I think we need to look for speakers and um, subject matter experts to come in, whether it be for Pride Connection or it be for a BPI specific community call, and then open it up for chat, open it up for discussion, um, I, I think that game nights are great. I also think that, you know, our newest collaboration with Shane Salt Productions um, is going to bring us a lot of visibility. And with that, I think game nights and social activities like scavenger hunts and things like that would definitely bring an energy to BPI that we haven't seen before. Um, but I think we need to capitalize on who's in BPI now. Um, I think we need to rope in our allies more. Um, and, and find out, you know, our parents, our allies, you know, all of the, the layers that make up the family that supports our LGBTQ rainbow and supports our BPI membership can also really, really help out doing things that, that invite not only our community, but the people that support us and love us. Um, you know, and one person will will tell another person who ends up telling 10 people that tells 20 people, hey, we had the most amazing time doing this virtual scavenger hunt. Or I listened to this Pride Connection in Hopton Clubhouse. We were on there for three hours afterwards talking about whatever specific. Um, and I think also as we move forward with advocacy and Leah touched okay. on this before, we're going to have to do a lot more advocacy in the coming months. I think that a way to marry the advocacy to fun there are ways to do it. We need to stand firm in the advocacy, but we can also have fun doing it. All right. And this is the last question from the um, elections committee, and then we're going to open it up. What is the one of the most valuable talents or areas of expertise you will bring to strengthen your new position on the board? And we're going to start with Maria. Um, all right. Well, she take care of our money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, in terms of new, this is, uh, you know, an incumbent position for me, um, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, people don't um, usually jump up and down when the um, position of treasurer comes up for election. And uh, so, you know, I definitely uh, think my, you know, financial background is an asset. Um, uh, as I've mentioned, my position, I'm a financial analyst with a public authority um, in New York State, and I uh, work with uh, tax-exempt debt. And so while, uh, you know, BPI isn't tax-exempt debt, we have we have clients that are, uh, among our clients, are tax-exempt organizations. And so, um, you know, I think just some of the knowledge in that area uh, will uh, also be helpful is since VPI is tax exempt, um, you know, also have my educational, my MBA I have in finance and I also have a JD, which is a law degree in finance transactions. Um, I also, you know, think that knowledge of uh, bylaws, you know, has and uh, will continue to be helpful as well. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely also, I'm open to 
to learning new things and um, expanding my knowledge. So, you know, for example, on this investment policy side, um, I have, uh, you know, asked uh, the chief financial officer for ACB uh, to provide me with a redacted version of, you know, their policies. And I've done some, you know, research with um, brokers and such. And so, um, you know, I think my, my financial uh, knowledge is a, a great foundation and it's something mm -hmm. that I hope to build on uh, in my next uh, hopefully. Mm -hmm. We just learned a lot about you in that one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. You still had 25 seconds. As far yeah. As <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you said, oh, oops, I missed it. I thought I heard the time. No, no. Oh, but... my goodness. My, my okay. dogs are distracting. They know they're about to get their dinners. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Leah. You know, I think for me, it's... Um, <laughs> for me it's 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 history it's uh it's longevity i've seen a lot of different iterations of this particular affiliate i have seen leadership styles that work i have seen leadership styles that do not work particularly well and uh i think that i'm gonna i really want to take all of what i have learned over the past 20 years of uh, this organization's growth, <laughs> regression, regrowth, more regression, um, a redevelopment, and really tailor that to what's going to work for the BPI of today. Um, because I think it's really important to understand what your past is and <clears throat> learn what was instrumental in, uh, you know, helping in terms of growth and really understanding what type of, you know, fundamental problems caused um, stagnation. So I think for me, that's a huge part of it is looking at our history and sort of like culling from that, where do we need to go today to put ourselves in really um, exemplary shape for the future. Thank you. Anthony. I just want to remind people uh, a uh -huh. point of privilege on the, uh, uh, just for my own sake, I just want to remind people that those who uh, don't learn from history do end up repeating it. And we're seeing mm -hmm. that now in our own country. Yeah. And I yeah, love the fact that we have a candidate uh -huh. here who, <laughs> who understands that. <laughs> important all right anthony and i'm gonna piggyback on that you know somebody asked me recently why wasn't i running against for president and my answer was you know history and and the dedication and the passion how dare i decide to throw my hat and run against that um it just it's not a good look it's not something i would ever do um but in terms of the question you asked you know, I'm, I'm going to stand to Shane Salt Productions and the deal that we just struck with them. Um, I'm going to stand to the, the program we're putting on next week for all of ACB and how the, L the history of LGBTQ activism and advocacy can inform and, you know, strengthen blindness advocacy in general. Um, I, I have connections from my previous lives. 
Uh, but those connections die very fast. Chris can tell you that, it, you know, in the world of media, you know, if you're not there every day, you're gone, you disappear. But I'm tenacious. I have no problem, you know, begging. I have no problem hounding someone. Um, and I think, I think that if you look at the board that we have now, it's the most diverse that it's ever been. Um, you know, we have allies, we have, you know, we have persons from a bunch of different LGBTQ identities on the board. So, you know, my, my thing is always to bring people in to, to hear what they're saying, to hear what they need, what they're feeling and to make it happen. Um, so all I can say is, you know, your board Currently, and the board that will go, you know, going forward, our four director seats will still be the same for the next year. We're all here and listening. So whatever, you know, if you look at Pride Connection, we had Fat Liberation recently, et cetera, et cetera. You know, all of the calls that we've structured along the way have come from something that came out of a conversation with our BPI members. So, you know, we're just, we just need to continually build, expand upon that and never, ever, ever stop listening to our membership itself um and hopefully that will continue to grow throughout this year um okay let's open it up any raised hands zoom clubhouse so my question if i may um so uh, leah alluded to the acronym in this way glbtq and i've heard it uh in general as lgbtq uh, well to the candidates is there a preferred acronym and two um, can everyone please introduce their running mates to us? That's their dogs. <laughs> well, um, that's two questions. So um, I always say it depends on the person. Um, I tend to say LGBTQ plus community at this point because I'm trying to include everybody. We have a really broad rainbow at this point with lots of colors and lots of identities and I kind of feel the best way I can get at that is to add the term plus um, whenever I am referring to this community because it leaves the door open, um, I think, for more identities to, um, to, to join in and be part of that, that vast rainbow. Uh, <laughs> my running mate is a Vander. He is quietly sleeping right now because I took him out right before this meeting. <laughs> um, he is 11. He is, yeah, he is on the verge of retirement. Yeah. Uh, he um, uh, is, I may have, I may have, uh, you know, co-running mates uh, <laughs> at, <laughs> at some, some point, point. Soon. <laughs> a, a yet, a yet to be determined. Uh, uh -huh you know, a co-mate in the next six months to a year. Wow. But um, Vandy has been a staunch advocate for uh, BPI over yeah. the past, <laughs> <laughs> over the past almost 10 years since I yeah. have had him. He uh, is definitely a, uh, he's, he's definitely um, a spectacular running mate. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Well, I'll go next to this is okay. Maria. Um, yeah, so I, um, I guess I had used uh, today the the um, LGBTQIA plus, but as I have just said that, I realized that is a lot of 
letters and it's definitely so hard it's like I don't want to leave a letter out and just saying plus like and I'm including you too but it's all balanced right like how much how many ledgers are we going to say um so um I guess I'm kind of still working out how I'm going to you know concisely refer to it but be inclusive of everyone um I don't know of any you know, official rules surrounding it. It's just kind of how I've heard of, you know, initially it was like LGBT, right? And then we had these other colors of our, our rainbow that we included. So um, definitely it's a, a learning process uh, for me and, um, you know, open to, uh, you know, new new ways of expressing that. And yes, in terms of my running mates. So yes, you've heard of Miss Osaka. She is two and I just got her in March. And then um, you, I, I don't know if you heard Lacey as well. She's my retired guide. She will be 13 in December. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and wow. She, she was barking over there too. So they're both fans <laughs> of BCI and they're also fans of their dinner, which they know they're last. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. they're getting my attention like you know it's coming up right in case and you know how many of us uh, don't like late dinners yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna answer that backwards um I have three running mates and <laughs> you know it is it is no you know everybody's heard this before I I will state this categorically till the day I die Bodhi, my black English lab saved my life without a doubt. I, yeah. I didn't know if I could exist in this blindness journey. Um, and my last ditch effort was to go and get a guide dog and it, 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 you know, changed my life. I then found another life changing experience in Rochester, New York, when I met Gabriel and Posh. So, you know, we're a family. I can't just, I can't just talk about Bodhi. We're a family. Yeah, and Posh, you know, is as much mine as she is Gabriel's, as Bodhi is just as much his as he is mine. And in a couple of months, we'll probably, no, not probably, in a couple of months, we will have a third dog in our household. Oh. Um, Posh, as most of you know, is 11 years old and oh. will retire at some point. And she'll mm -hmm. stay home with me and Bodhi as I work from home. And there'll be another dog with Gabriel and, and that will be our family. So, um, you know, I have to, I, I can't single out Bodie. It's okay. Gabriel and Posh and right. Bodie that make my life worth living. Oh, um, the Brady Bunch. Far, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, as far as the identification part of, you know, or that question that you asked, I, you know, I remember when, you know, it was just LG. You know, even the T at that point really yeah. wasn't recognized. Um, you know, there was a there was a, a point where a lot of the leaders of of the gay and lesbian movement, and that's what it was called back then, the gay and lesbian movement, um, did not want to enfold the transgender into our rainbow. Uh, and then I look at where we are today, and you know, we have asexuality, we have pansexuality, mm -hmm. we have demisexuality. Um, I often, <laughs> Gabriel's, I, you know, he yells at me all the time, but I often get the letters confused. Um, I feel like saying the LGBTQ plus, I always loved, and it didn't take off. I loved LGBTQ and that Q represented all of the queerness that was out there. Um, but I understand that asexuality wants their letter, that transgender wants their letter, that, um, so, you know, when I'm in, you know, when I'm in a, a, a segment of the greater population, I always say LGBTQ plus, 
we're all part of the LGBTQ rainbow. Um, and so that's how I try to identify it. And I always ask, you know, if you guys don't know what the letters represent, just tell me and I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Very, good. Very good. Very good. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank I'm going to ask uh, if there is anyone in Clubhouse who would like to ask a question. And then we do have a raised hand in Zoom, but I want to give Clubhouse an opportunity. Come on, Clubhouse. You know Going you once. want to. Going twice. Everybody's doing it. All right. Uh, okay. so I'm going is it, to. Is it just one more hand, um, yeah. Byron? Oh, okay. uh, there, Michael had his hand raised, but he lowered it. So okay. I see one hand raised. Uh, it is our current esteemed president, Gabriel. Okay. Oh. And then I, I think this Thank will you. be the last question. Thanks. Okay. So my question to the three of you is January 1st is going to be the day of you starting in your new roles or incumbent <laughs> coming back roles. Um, that same or around that same time, the landscape of our <laughs> representatives in oh. Washington, D.C. may dramatically change from what we have right now. How do you plan to use your positions in BPI to make sure that no matter what the landscape is, we are still respected as a voice and as a population that deserves and demands equality. Oh my goodness. I'm glad it's not me. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to go first? This is Maria. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> go, girl. Um, yeah. Well, great question, Gabe. And, you know, it's so true. Um, you know, I know ACB, you know, wrestles with this too. And, you know, I think in, like in my, you know, work uh, as well, it's, you know, we've had uh, quite a number of, CEOs and sort of public authority and it's like different governors who they want to appoint and such and you know the key it's like whoever you know comes and goes you have to kind of stay focused on um the fact that 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 we have to stay focused on the fact that our message is important and we have to adapt the different sensibility and power so you know whereas uh you know those on the left might uh be more uh, you know, focused on like the, the, you know, diversity and equality and kind of more of a, a moral um, argument, uh, you know, people on the more right leaning might be focusing more on, you know, free speech, giving everyone a chance to um, have their opinions or the fact that those who are, um, you know, in our in our rainbow are, uh, you know, contributing members of society and and taxpayers and here's where um you know fiscally this might be a, a you know whatever the measure is might be um a useful one and i think it also you know we see definitely we've seen some very you know anti um lgbt uh q plus you know activities going on and i really think that the the, the Kind of the only hope I can see in terms of that is the that personal touch of some of these people getting to know us as people because I genuinely feel like some of these attitudes that people have are just because they don't they don't know it's like it's like we're the other and 
there's there's fear of the other right mm-hmm. we experience this with blindness too how many people misjudge us and you know think us you know incapable and and then they meet us and they realize we're just like everybody else we just happen to have this other you know interesting aspect of ourselves and so I, I feel like that kind of at the, the local level reaching out um, to these people who may be across the aisle from you as, as hard as that might be um, is you know important and again kind of know like we we might not succeed but um, we have to keep trying we, we definitely probably won't succeed with everyone just because of the way I mean, the, the world <laughs> spins around. There are all kinds of people. But, you know, if you can change one person's mind, then that person can change someone else's mind who's their friend and the effect can um, continue. First off, um, if I am president, my role officially begins on January 2nd. January 1st is a day of rest. to prepare for the year to come (laughs) Um, you know i think we'll we will know uh this tuesday november 8th uh we will know what the landscape is going to look like politically at least here in the united states um (laughs) as of next year um, my fervent hope is that uh, Americans will practice common sense yeah. and uh, that <clears throat> we will have um, we will have an attractive landscape. If that is not the case, I definitely think that um, you know BPI used to have an advocacy committee. I think we absolutely need to fire that up again. And that's going to have to be a strong committee of people. And we need, because what we're going to start seeing is GLBTQ plus um, equality really being hammered away at Mm in, in, uh, in, in different States. It already has been in Florida. We're seeing that in some other States Mm -hmm. now. Um, and then at the national level, um, you know, we're going to have some of the, the, the high courts potentially um, really shredding our gains. And I see us really needing to sign on to letters um, from various organizations, release press releases. You know, we we need to really state that we are not going away and that we stand for um, equity and that our community is, is not going to dissipate even if the landscape becomes um, much more rocky. Um, again, it comes back to history. GLBT, GLBTQ plus folks have done this for centuries. I think we need, we need to be ready to, uh, we need to be ready to stand up again and, and mm-hmm. potentially be strong um, mm-hmm. if, if these sort of forces of... Uh, Evil. <laughs> yeah, if these forces of, uh, <laughs> of destruction start, um, you know, trying to undermine um, mm-hmm. the basic rights that we have really fought hard for. So um, I'm going to start with saying I by no means had any idea that this question was coming. So Gabe, kudos to you because this is a great question. Um, Okay, I I have a couple of prongs on this answer. 
And the first one is we have a great strength in our dollar power. And I think that we need to absolutely trade off on what that dollar power can do going forward. I think no matter what the actual numbers look like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, the following Thursday, it's going to take a while for some states until we actually know what we're looking at. It's not going to be Tuesday night. It's not going to be even mm-hmm. Wednesday morning. It's going to take a while. But once we Especially get the landscape, if some of them don't have don't have it their way, they're going to start claiming. Um, exactly. Georgia, Georgia will have to do three recounts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but having said all that, you know, I want to point first to what we've already done. I want to do a special shout out to Melody Holloway um, because of her and, and the, the mobilization that we did as a group. We were mentioned on the Florida legislative state in Tallahassee. We were also mentioned in Ohio. So, you know, we were consulted as subject matter experts in those two states as far as the don't say gay. So we're doing it. Now we need to do it more, a whole lot Mm -hmm. more. I'm going to say this also. I'm done with trying to work within the framework of our parent organization. We have relationships with Amnesty International, HRC. Um, we need to build and and it's expand on the relationships that we have. Like Leah said, we need to do sign-ons with other organizations. And we need to step out there as BPI itself and start letters that other organizations will sign on to. Um, you know, we have the dollar power. We have the history and advocacy. And if you take a look at our, our program next Wednesday, brought to us by an ally, by an ally to BPI, Miss Debbie Grubb, we're going to instruct ACB in general, lessons learned from the LGBTQ advocacy, why we made all the advances, how we made all the advances, how we got everything that we've got up to this point. And really, if you go pre-Trump, we were in a really, really good place. Mm-hmm. Now they want to start taking away and we're not going to stand for it. And so BPI needs to be a leading force out there. We can write letters. We can get to state congresses because it's not the national that we need to worry about. It's the states. We need to have presence in every state. Every time they want to take something away from us, we need to be there. We need to have a letter. We need to have a campaign. We need to have, I mean, certain folks, including Melody, spent 24 hours in a matter of two days, making phone calls, sending emails. If we can do that once, we can do that many, many times. And like Leah said, we need to reactivate that advocacy committee because it shouldn't be the four or five folks on that committee that do all the work. They should be directing, writing, and presenting what we need to do as a full organization and get out there. If it's happening in Iowa, and I'm just picking certain states at random, I don't know, I'm not saying that, Iowa is a bad state, but if it's Iowa or Indiana or, you know, Oregon or Wisconsin, we need to get there. We need to make ourselves known. We need to make our, you know, our, our preferences known. And we need to also threaten our dollar powers. Our dollar power goes a long way. I'm just going to say thank you very much. This is this is yeah. very difficult to do. People, they did not have the questions in hand. Um, people just spoke out, and it was really wonderful to see how real uh, the three candidates are. And we've all learned, but I, we need to let people go. So um, thank you for joining. Thank you, thank you. Do your Thanks ballots. Very important. And- 
Thank you. Yeah. And thank you to the elections committee. Thank you, Vida, yes, and thank the you, elections, elections committee. committee. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Good night. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind Pride International, a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Please check us out at blindlgbtpride.org. Some